Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on whatever topic the guys choose. Their goal is to entertain and inform you on a variety of themes. This podcast is an expression of their lifelong love and commitment to music. Simply stated, music is life. Thoughts and comments expressed here are the opinions of Chad and Lou, and not necessarily those of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studios. Caution, this show may include adult themes and language. Once again, welcome to Musically Challenged. Here are your hosts, Chad and Lou. Welcome to episode 26 of Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of music, topics on pretty much whatever we want to talk about. This week we're going to be finishing up our Decade series with 2010 number ones from Billboard. If you've not really paid attention, we've actually been doing this since the 40s, not started since then because then we'd be horribly old, but we've been going since the 1940s and doing every decade and every year since then on the number ones based on the Billboard charts. So if you haven't heard the other ones, go back and find them. There you go. And obviously with me we have Chad Chad Knight. Knight. That's me. And I am Lou Schwalbach. And we're going to just kick this one off with 2010. Woohoo! TikTok by Kesha. I'm the spelling Nazi in some people that pisses off a lot of people because... The the S with the dollar sign? Oh, that. I just meant the name of the song. T-I-K-T-O-K. Oh. That too? Yeah. uh, You know, the Kesha thing pisses me off. She changed it, though. Isn't she back to normal now? I don't know. How the fuck would I know? Because Kesha's not awful? She's not good. Okay. I guess. So we're getting into your opinions now. So what are your opinions on the song? I honestly don't know what I can say about this, but I think Kesha is just trying to rewrite Pink's Let's Get the Party Started or Miley Cyrus's Party in the USA. Either way you look at it, I would call the song a failure. I mean, that's my opinion. I think the song has a decent beat, but all the auto-tune used in the song makes it sound like garbage. I'm going to take a pass on this one, but you guys judge for yourself. Take a listen. Don't stop, make it pop, DJ, blow my speakers up tonight. I'm a fight till we see the sunlight. Tick-tock on the clock, but the party don't stop, no. Is it auto-tuned to hell? Yes. Is it repetitive and talk about something that has been done earlier and, in my opinion, better? Yes. Is it a horrible song? Yes. Uh, Let me answer that for you. (laughs) (laughs) You think it's horrible. I don't think it's the worst thing I've come across. I think we've come across a lot of worse number ones. Oh, and there's some coming. Yeah, well, well, let's... Oh, yes. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, there's worse ones coming, but at the same time, I would listen to this over again versus what is coming to pass. I don't hate Kesha. I think she seemed to have gotten a little bit out of the gutter, so it seems. I, I guess I really don't know. I mean, I didn't know this song, honestly. I don't think I know... I, I know there's a Kesha song that my girls listened to for a while, but I couldn't tell you what it was. <laughs> is it current or is it later or further back? It's further back. Okay, because there's a current one that Kesha does with Pitbull, and we all don't know how I feel about Pitbull. And I actually don't mind it, except for Pitbull, because I think that bald fucker needs to go away. <laughs> Anyways, 2011. Yeah. We Found Love by Rihanna featuring Calvin Harris. Now, the song is out there in a few different ways. Some of them say featuring Calvin Harris, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. I listened to the song twice where it said featuring Calvin Harris. Never heard his voice. Maybe he was playing some instrument? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure who Calvin Harris is. 
I don't know why he's credited. I, like I said, I listened to the song twice, and I never heard his voice. That said, the opening music sounds almost like circus music to me. I do like this song. It's not my usual style, but like I said, Rihanna has a voice worth listening to. I know I didn't say the greatest things about her in the 2000s show, but she, but she just impressed me on this song. The beat is good for a dance floor. That's about all I have to say. Why don't you guys listen to it, and then we'll listen to what Lou has to say. I don't hate Rihanna. In fact, I think as the years are going on, she has, she's kind of getting better at her craft. She's also tried acting. Fortunately, I was really not looking forward to the movie she acted in, just because it was her acting. But it wasn't <laughs> bad. So I think she's maturing as a person. I think dumping that piece of shit Chris Brown helped. Most likely. No, I, I like this song. It was fun. I, it was definitely something that I've heard before. But it's a good song, overall. So 2012, we have a twofer. And I'm going to let you kick this first one off. Because we know how much you love this song. Oh, you're such a dick. The first song that was on... Did we even say how long it was? No, it was eight weeks. It was for the last one for 2011. And TikTok was for nine weeks. I don't think we talked about the amount of weeks. I don't think we did. So, there you go. Nine and eight. All right. Now we're... Everybody's caught up. We're in 2012. And this wonderful piece of musical literature... How long did it was at number one? Nine fucking weeks. <laughs> Call Me Maybe by Canadian Carly Rae Jepsen. Our ears were assaulted for nine weeks with this repetitive, horrible, horrible song about somebody who's trying really, really hard to get a, a little boy to notice her. I don't have much anything to say about this, so I'm just going to let you listen to this horrid trash heap, and then Chad can talk about it for a while. Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. But here's my number. So call me maybe. It's hard to look right. Hey, Lou, I just listened to this song, and this might sound crazy, but here's my opinion, and it sucks. How'd I do? I, two thumbs up. All right, awesome. Whatever happened to a song that had meaning and the ability to call to the listener? Now, I'm going to say this, and I don't know if you agree with me, but on the bonus side, Carly's not too bad to look at. That's about the only redeeming quality to this video that I watched. The song is about a girl who was struck by love at first sight, and that too is stupid. You can lust at first sight, but you cannot love at first sight. Fair enough. But I have to say, at least it's not that, what the hell was her name, Rebecca Black, that Friday song? Yeah, true. But so that's, that's the plus of that, is that that's not, but that's the only plus I could possibly think of. Next! Next we've got Maroon 5, What a Maroon. For one what more, a maroon! Yeah, Bugs Bunny. One more night for another nine weeks. People, is, oh god, I'm gonna get the name wrong because that's just the day I'm having. Is it what Adam Levine? I believe you are correct. Okay, people either love or hate him. I think a lot of the people who watch The Voice that's on there they love or hate him as a character. He's talented shit. Mm -hmm. Or talented as shit, I should say, or as hell, whatever. How talented is shit? Mine, Ooh. mine is amazingly. I mean, like, it writes songs better than Carly Rae Jepsen. Wow! That's <laughs> I know. impressive. I know, right? Um, and if you've seen him on, I think it was um, Fallon. They did, like, the impression voices, the Wheel of Impressions or whatever. Okay. 
Go go YouTube it. It's All right. absolutely worth it. The guy's – I think he's very talented. His stuff may sound repetitive, but this song, along with a lot of the other stuff, I enjoy. I'm, I would say I'm a maroon head. Okay. Let's uh, take a listen. So I cross my heart and I hope to die That I'll only stay with you one more night And I know I said it a million times But I'll only stay with you one more night Try to tell you no, but my body keeps on telling you yes Oh, and for the record, I don't think that's what their fan base is called, is Maroon Heads. But, it's, but it should be. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to me, so sue me. The relationship is over, but, you know, let's hang for one more night. Now, this song is a little closer to what I like, but, again, the amount of auto-tune drives me fucking crazy. Whatever happened to artists that can sing? Now, I know Adam Levine can sing. Oh, yeah. But a lot of times, auto-tune is used to hide the fact that somebody can't sing. I know yeah. it's a show about music, but what the fuck did the video have to do with the song? Did not, you watch not it? Not a damn thing. They're boxing. Yeah. I don't know. The, yeah, the song itself, I actually enjoy the song. Oh yeah. It's a it's a it's a fun little. It's it's a break from the rap crap. Yeah. And it's almost a rock song. It's it's, it's almost a power ballad to a degree, but like, yeah, to, kind of. And I have to say this: the the modern time of auto tune is kind of like what they did in the sixties and seventies with the distortion. It they, is. Because if you think about it, some of those artists back in the classic rock times, they would distort it so bad to make up for the fact that they are whiskied out and that they've been smoking 14 packs a day for like the last 10 years and they can't sing. Yeah, and they also had the, the trick with the jaw straw. Yep. You know, and stuff like that. But and, and I get that, and I get that they've worked ways to make people sound better throughout time, but there was a time when, as an artist, you had to be able to sing. Without a computer backing you up. Right, right, right. That's my that's my only bad thing to say about this song is the amount of auto-tune in it. But overall, I enjoy the song. I I, I think it's all right. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, so we move on to 2013 and Robin Thicke featuring T.I. and Fer- Pharrell. For, is that how you said it? I think it's Pharrell. Pharrell. Uh, Blurred Lines. Sex Cells, obviously. This song has a great beat, and it makes you feel like it's like it's a good song. You, If you look for the meaning, though, and I know you're not big into that, but it is sex. That is the whole mm-hmm. idea of this song. I like the song, though. Uh, I also like sex. But, and of course, we've all seen the footage from the VMAs with Miley Cyrus, and that re- reinforces the whole idea that this song is about sex. Here, take a listen to it, and then, and then Lou can expound. This is going to be one where we disagree. Okay. I am absolutely not a fan of the song. All right. And whereas I don't read into the meanings of this, this is one that was kind of forced down everybody's throats as far as blurred lines and non-consent and everything else. That's only part of why I don't like the song. I just didn't care for it. I I don't know. I thought Robin Thicke, I mean, where did it come from with your dad? I mean, your dad, one of the greatest... TV theme writers in history, one of the best TV dads in history, 
And then you get this. I mean, hey, everybody liked it. It was on there for 12 weeks. I was never a fan. Just, it didn't do it for me. Fair enough. And we don't always agree. A lot of times we do, but in this case, we don't. I, I And, you know, I don't know. I enjoyed the song. And that's that's perfectly fine. I would skip this one every time. I'm a bigger fan of the Weird Al parody word crimes. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. And actually, our next de- our next year song, our next yeah, our next, next year, year song is another Weird Al parody one that worked out just as well. Yeah, yeah, I I actually enjoy that one more than I enjoy word crimes. 2014, we have Happy by Pharrell Williams. Here is a number one. Of the number one so far this decade. It's just a fun song by a talented artist because the song makes you happy. Who doesn't want to hear a song about happiness and being happy? I don't have a whole lot to say about this, but the song is worth a listen. And we would be wrong or remiss if we didn't recommend this song to all of you for your feel-good mix CD or playlist. Let's take a listen. And you know, actually, you're kind of going into a point that I was going to make. This is just like this is just like I got a feeling from last decade. Yeah, that it's it makes you feel good. I mean, there's this isn't one of those where it doesn't matter if you are the most curmudgeonly old person ever. Good word, right? Yeah, I like that one. Um, you My could wife be, calls me that a lot. <laughs> I don't see it, but then again, I don't see you very often. Nah. Um, but anyways, no, I can. I mean, you could sit there, your arms crossed, you could look like. Walter, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff yeah, Dunham's little guy, just a little crabby and everything else, but your toe will still tap to this song. Yep. Because this song is just, it just, it infects you with feel good. Absolutely. And that's, that's all I can really say is it's, it's a feel good infectious song. Nice. I, I totally agree with you. And Weird Al's parody was tacky. Yes. And some of the things that he talks about are just. The amount of cameos in that video too. Oh my God. It's it is a, amazing. Oh, hells yeah. I mean, just just to name a couple. Let's see. We had Jack Black. Yep. Uh, Eric Stone Street, Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Aisha Tyler. Yep. Oh, what the hell is that chick's name? Who is? She does Bob's Burgers. She's in that Last Man on Earth show. <sighs> I know who you're talking about. The um, goofy looking one. Uh, Kristen Schaal. Perhaps. I think that sounds right. Um, uh, let's see who else is on there. Um, let's see. We already mentioned that one. I already mentioned that one. I, there's, there's a couple other ones that are in there, too, that are just... Just like, wow, dude. You know, and yeah, exactly. and they're all entertaining, you know? No, I, I completely agree. Uh, but back to, you know, Happy, or to move on from Happy, I guess, to 2015, we have Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars. Why don't you start this one? You know, and this was a 14-weeker, mm-hmm. which is pretty damn amazing because looking at the rest of it, even the powerhouse that is Adele only made half of that, which just tells that... This is another one of those infectious grooves that you just can't get away from. This, to me, is another one that belongs on your happy CD. Oh, yeah, I would agree. Because just listening to this one here, even if you don't understand all the words, even though it's very clear for a hip-hop artist, because yeah. a lot of times they mush-mouth everything. Yeah. But this one, you can understand all the words. Bruno Mars just has such a great, fun voice. I mean, even that little higher register that he oh, uses. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Ronson, great artist, too. 
I, I dig this song. I really do. Uh, let's take a quick listen, then you can get into it. Yeah, like you said, it, it's just another fun song from the 2010s. I'm too hot. Hot damn. Want to make a dragon retire. That is the best line in the song. I mean, that is pretty epic. I mean, just, I, I'm listening to the song and I'm like, wait, did he say that? And I went back and I'm like, I'm, and that was one of the areas where it was a little hard to understand. So I went to a lyrics version of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he did say dragon retire. <laughs> you know, it's the best line in a song for the decade. I just feel good listening to the song. Song of the decade thus far, as we know, we still have three years left to complete that statement. But don't believe me? Just watch. <laughs> I see, see what, what I did, did there? there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, like you said, definitely on a uh, upbeat mix of some sort. You know, and let's see what your thoughts are on this one. It almost seems like for the 2010s, because the 2000s were about kind of the hip hop love type stuff, mm-hmm. getting a little bit more of a harder edge. It seems like the 2010s are going more towards a feels. They're going towards more like positive feelings. They're trying to get people in a better mood. Yeah, they really are. And I, and I think that's the effect of the millennials because, you know, that's the whole thing with, and I, maybe I shouldn't say millennials, but that's the whole thing of the current generation that's coming up, coming of age. Right. Per se, is it's about feeling accepted and feeling mm-hmm. that you are part of something bigger. Right, and there's nothing wrong with that, and it just seems like the music industry, at least the way I'm seeing it, is starting to get more happy. Like it, it is. It's not. I mean, if you want your your darker things, yeah, you'll get the occasional artist to put out some darker stuff, like we've talked about in prior episodes, or get into your death metal or some kind of like things like that. Well, just the, you kind of get into that emo area of music. You've got your Panic at the Disco. You've got your, even though they don't tour anymore. You got your chem- My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. You got those kind of bands if you're looking for that kind of a of a vibe. Yeah, if you want to, like, you know, like lights down low, wearing your black nail polish, things like that. But it seems like more and the more the mainstream is trying to go for acceptable happy. Yeah, I would agree, and and I don't have a problem with that. No, it's nice to get back there. When when we talked about the '80s, and none of the songs that were number ones in the '80s really hit this, but a lot of the hair metal was just about having fun. Oh yeah, and and being just being. You don't even yeah. have to add anything. It's just right. being right, and and having a good time, and you know, doing whatever it took to have a good time. And we kind of lost that in the '90s because grunge came around. Now. As we know, I I am a fan of grunge. I enjoy listening to grunge. Right. But it was still it was a it was a different feel. You know, it was that darker, more woe is me kind of thing. Especially right. if you get into like the Pearl Jams and the Nirvanas and things like that. And then the two thousands came along, and that just got into like acceptable hardcore rap. Yeah. Okay. You know, kind of thing. It was like it was like you took. Groups like NWA and you took groups like Body Count and you formulated them in such a way that they would get airplay, but you were still on that same hard edge. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And, you know, in the 2010s, you start off with a little bit more rap, but as the years go on, it becomes more of the 
the happy type music. And to me, I'm okay with that. You know, with, with, especially because I have kids that are young, or I shouldn't say young, impressionable still. Okay, and yeah. music is a big part of their lives, just like it was when I was a teenager. I mean, it was a huge part of my life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's still a big part of my life, but it's not that catalyst that it was when, you know, you're in high school and stuff. Right. So for that to be the, you know, and my kids are definitely top 40 listeners. <laughs> that's exactly what I want to see as the top, you know, the top stuff. I guess we can move into the last one that we can officially do for this year or for this decade. Right. And maybe at some point we'll do a supplemental little like bonus feature where we'll do the last three years or whatever, 17, 18, and 19. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that'll be down till at least 2020. So it'll be down the road a ways. Yeah, absolutely. So, but 2016, Closer by the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey, I think it's pronounced. And here I am going to kind of diss the millennials, but it's a song by millennials talking straight out of their asses. We ain't ever getting older. What? The bo- the vocals from both the Chainsmokers and Halsey are solid. The music is a solid beat and enjoyable. I just have an issue with the fact that the, so- the songs no longer strike a chord with me. I'm sure they do with the with the in crowd, but that ain't me. I didn't care for it. Well, let's give it a listen. So baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your rover That I know you can't afford Bite that tattoo on your shoulder Pull the sheets right off the corner Of the mattress that you stole From your roommate back in Boulder We ain't ever getting older it, I don't know. I, I understand that the Chainsmokers are, you know, kind of a newer in type Never heard of them. Never heard of the song until I listened to it. I didn't hear the song either. I knew of the band. I couldn't tell you one of their songs. Now I can because I've done this. Right. But I don't know. It's just, it's there. There's there's nothing I really have to say about it, but it's there. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we get some more of those happy songs coming up in the next, you know, this year, next year. Unfortunately, I really couldn't tell you what's top 40 this year because I don't listen to top 40. I'm, I do. I listen to top 40 from 1970s. <laughs> Well, yeah, there you go. You know, but I do not listen to today's top 40s. Overall, I think this has been a fun exploration of music throughout the years. And just to see how things have evolved. Yeah. And with that, you know, no matter which decade you look at, there's good and there's bad. Every decade from the 40s through, you know, 2016, there's good and there's bad. Is the good always the one that reaches that number one of number ones? No. No. It's, it's, they are polling, you know, a, a country of 300 million people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the fact that our opinions are different than what we have on our sheets of paper is makes not, sense. It makes sense. It's not unexpected. And the thing is, too, is you think about where most of these people are. Yeah, they're going to want to try to get it all over the place. But honestly, where are the highest concentrations of people? East Coast and West Coast. Yep. So that's going to be where more of the cultural ideas come through. I mean, if you talk to people in this state and let's say, let's just say the upper Midwest, we're going to be looking more at possibly country. We're going to be looking possibly more at, um, well, honestly, depending on if it's Sunday or not, polkas. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, so my father-in-law listens to polkas every Saturday and Sunday. They're, they're, and you don't change the channel. <laughs> you know, if you happen to be out there when polka's on, you listen to polka. Oh, and the rest pluggers. of the week. <laughs> You just don't go out till afternoon on Sunday. You know, then you're safe. 
But, you know, and then my in-laws are parrotheads. Now, I happen to like Jimmy Buffett. He's... And he, it's a Midwestern thing, too. I mean, it's all over of, the country, yeah. but you'll, you'll find your biggest concentration of parrotheads, which I don't consider myself, but my in-laws definitely are. Mm-hmm. You're going to find those in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. I've seen him live. He actually came to Des Moines. I've seen him three or four times live. It, it was fun. It's a great concert. He can't sing. Uh, he can sing about as well as Bob Dylan can. Yeah, yeah. Which tells but you nothing. But the, the stage show is actually fun, though. And he's that that's exactly it right there. He's fun. And yeah. He realizes that he's not a great singer, so he doesn't try. Right. I mean, he tries, but not like, he doesn't try to be what he's not. Right. And, and, and you know, let's, let's venture off here on the whole Jimmy Buffett thing. Have you been, have you taken in the full experience or have you just gone to a concert? Uh, we did a little bit of pre and then a little bit of the after, okay. but it was mainly just the concert. Yeah, I mean, the pre-show, even if you don't even go to the concert, the pre-show is worth it. I mean, you go there, you eat food, you drink a lot, you watch women show off their tits constantly. You know, you walk around and people are giving out shots because girls are flashing them. It's just, I mean, it's Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's it, it's it's an amazing experience. Would I want to do it every year? No. Oh, no. no. But, you know, I did it, I think, three years in a row we went because the in-laws... Got tickets and we all went. You know, it was kind of a family thing without right. the without the grandkids. <laughs> okay, but you know, and then you go to the concert and honestly, you're drunk, you're stuffed to the gills with whatever you ate. And, Cheeseburgers in paradise, perhaps. You know, not usually. We usually like make brats, maybe hamburgers. Maybe we did. Maybe we did. I don't really remember. If you drank as much as you said you did, that is not because surprising. Because you start. I mean, you literally get there at 10 a.m. and the concert's not till six o'clock at night. So it's like a Packer game. And you drink solid until dinner time at like 4:30, and that's when you stop drinking and start drinking, you know, water or soda or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that by the time you get to the concert, you can actually remember some of it. Well, yeah. But no, it's. I mean, it's a great time, but it's not. It's not number one music. No, no. It's a very dedicated fan base. Yes. Very dedicated fan base. But it's not going to ever win, you know, it's not going to be like Grammy winning, you know, 15 weeks at the number one. Right. Because that's not the type of music that the rest of the world or the rest of the U.S. is really into. Right. But everybody can be into a little bit of Jimmy. Yeah, I agree. So now that we've completely gone off topic here, I just want to say, you know, you guys can reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of the series. Or each individual uh, show, if you wish, you can do that. You can send us an email at musicchallengepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at POI Network or at Musically Challenge Podcast. Either way, we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, any last words, thoughts of wisdom to end these uh, eight episodes? No, um, I'll be honest, it's going to be kind of nice to get into something a little bit different than number ones for a while. Yeah. And we've got a couple of fun ideas that we got coming up in the future, and hopefully you'll be sticking with us for those. Oh, and one last thing. Uh, one more fun thing. Again, we're, we're looking for people to send us in lists of music. What we're asking for is 14 songs by 14 different artists that we'll put together an episode just like we do now. Lou and I will split them up. We'll talk about them. And you'll get your name on the podcast, and you'll get a hearty thank you from us. But it's, we're just calling it guest listeners. We've done one already uh, up to this point, and uh, 
I thought it went pretty well. Oh, I think so too. So if you're interested in something like that, again, to the email or uh, drop us a, a list on Facebook. Either way, it's something we think could be a lot of fun. So if it interests you, go ahead and send us one in. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.